award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Uh, We are glad y'all are tuning in. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, We are out there on the radio, on iTunes, Facebook, Instagram TV, YouTube. We're all over the place, and we're glad you're here with us. Uh, We are not in studio today. We are at the Jackson Kayak Facility here in uh, in Sparta, Tennessee, and happy to have uh, Mr. Damon Bungard with us. He is the product manager and brand manager for Jackson Kayaks, Orion Coolers, and Kennels. So this is going to be a fun show, and I have Mr. Don King with me helping co-host. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for for uh, inviting me along to this one, Jason. Yeah, don't normally have Don on the road with us. He's normally behind a camera or running the board, but uh, he's going to join me today. I know. I got out of the studio, yeah. so, so we're good. We're good. So glad to be out of studio and glad to have Damon with us, but we also have another special guest that we're going to bring out in just a few minutes. Too. That's right. Thanks, you guys, for coming. Welcome to Sparta, Tennessee. Yeah. And, uh, our factory. And- Man, very impressive. And uh, we just finished uh, a, a tour that Damon led, and, uh, man, I tell you what, it is – very impressive all the all the work you've got going on here with the well we appreciate it we're trying to make fun outdoor products and we are we're all users ourselves so yeah we, we try we work really hard to make stuff that we use and hopefully you enjoy using and are getting out and enjoying in tennessee and elsewhere so. tennessee products and uh homegrown and uh got to got to walk through the and i understand public tours are uh, yeah, a thing here tuesdays right? and thursdays good uh, you can get a hold of customer service come in i think it's usually around nine and one p.m where you can want to come in the lobby, check out products, or you want to do a tour of the factory, you're welcome. And we are right here in the lobby where uh, a lot of the products are on display. You can mm-hmm. come in, check them out, and then uh, now with the kayaks, I understand that's a you, you got to work through the dealer on the kayaks, right? Right. So we don't uh, sell we don't sell the kayaks out of the out of the factory itself. You right. Can, you, you can go to the JacksonKayak.com and find a dealer link and look for a dealer near you in the state or elsewhere anywhere in the country. Um, and but then if you need Orion coolers or Orion kennels, we actually do sell those direct. You can go online, buy those, or you can come here and, and check them out. And All right. Awesome. Yeah, it's a great, uh, great showroom here. Great, a lot of stuff to look at, and a neat, new pontoon type uh, kayak and thing. That's the new Blue here. Sky Boat Works. Blue wow, Sky that's Boat impressive. Works. Yeah. Those are cool, and the kayaks are awesome to check out. And uh, you should come by sometime. It's a, it's an awesome little lobby to check out. Products are great. Um, and then, um, like I said, you can take tours if you want to on what Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, we have a special guest with us today as well inside one of the orion kennels here let's bring him out yeah. uh mr uh, it's a it's a teckle and his name is jaeger yeah this is right. jaeger jaeger hey pal come on out awesome say hi to jaeger he is a trained tracking dog that assists in ethical recovery of big game is that That's right correct. and uh he is one of the uh if you're listening on the radio, he was yeah. uh, in the green room, which is actually his traveling uh, <laughs> It was actually green, kennel. too. This is the Orion Kennel rig. That's right. He exactly. was one of the original product testers for me. Um, you know, we launched Orion uh, commercially this January, so it's only a few months old. Uh, but over the last year and a half, we've been using product and traveling and on all of Jaeger's tracks with me last year. He was riding in one to the track location, and then uh, on the way home after, and all of our travels around the country, he's been all the way to Wyoming and Vermont and back and everything else in Orion. So oh, he's, neat. he's done really good. Well, tell us about uh, about these guys 
the tackles in general and in general and then what he what he does here as far as tracking and that kind of thing sure so the tackle is has come to kind of denote a, a working wire hair dachshund of european hunting lines so you know dachshunds uh, a lot of people they see him like oh well, what is what is that and what kind of mix is he well he's, uh -huh. he's a wire hair dachshund and in europe you're often you're still required by law in many areas to hunt with a guide and a game master, Jägermeister, and then you have to have a dog legally for big game recovery. So if you're hunting boar, if you're hunting roebuck, different animals, you have to have a dog for recovery. And okay. they've, they've used them historically for a long time um, just because you can't beat a dog's nose at a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so tackles are still historically used there. And in the United States, just tackles kind of mean a working wire hair of European descent. So they're unlike American dachshunds that haven't had the, the strict hunting uh, requirements kept on them as a breed. You know, we've kind of turned them into couch potatoes in many ways. Uh -huh. you know, you're used to seeing dachshunds with really big chests and shorter legs than he has. And that kind of takes some of their field ability out. You know, they're bred to do underground work. They're bred to be independent and hunt alone, but also really, really good. And they're specialists at, at big game tracking and using that nose. And they're independent thinkers, and that makes them really good at being able to distinguish mm -hmm. an individual's deer scent from other deer in the group and hmm. focus on it. And they, a lot of people hear blood tracker. Well, good ones and tackles, they don't track off of blood. They actually track off of hoof print scent. Every every deer has an intradigital gland, a gland in between that hoof. Okay. Wow. So they can actually distinguish that and track for quite a, track quite a ways just off that hoof print. Um, one of his tracks last year was almost a mile, and I think about 800 yards of that, there was no sign until the very end. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. How, how old can that, that track be? So his, his you know, there's it. dogs, obviously, that, that go um, – uh, in, in, in today's, you know, and, and when you start getting to really old tracks, breeds like bloodhounds kind of start, you start seeing more of, uh, a lot of people like tackles because they're small and easy to handle. Mm -hmm. Um, and in Tennessee, particularly a state like Tennessee, so Tennessee is an on lead tracking state. So we can't let the dogs are not running loose okay. um, when they're on a game, big game recovery. So right. you, 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 when you have a track, um, there's a process you can call the local game management office, let them know that you're going to go out and do a recovery. Um, they have to be on lead. And that, that A, helps the dog from, from being able to – and his is his, his example of his tracking lead, so a very long lead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, custom lead. And so the, the dog is controlled. He's not off spooking game. He's not, you know, crossing property lines. He shouldn't cross, things like that. Um, so they're also – good then in the sense that they're small you can maneuver them but they're great because you can maneuver through stuff you don't have to like lift them around he's actually pretty amazing at what he can go up and over and through um, and then you kind of fish the line and recover it and that for those listening that can't see uh that that line how long is that it's 30 feet okay yeah. Is there yeah. a limit on that or just whatever you're It depends on with? the state. Okay. So, um, you know, if you go to, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're, who we're, we are registered with unitedbloodtrackers.org, uh, and that's a national organization that does testing standards. Um, and you can, if you, you can go to uh, state regs, you can click on each state around the country, and mm -hmm. you can see the individual state's regs for using dogs for game recovery. It's legal in most states. It's not, mainly a few western states. You know, but some of the states, like Alabama, just to our south, you don't have to track on lead. Okay. Um, so, and that kind of can can make certain breeds better or worse. You know, tackles again, they're just it's it's their instinct. They're born to do it. Um, other a lot of dogs can be trained to do it. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them are just you know, like a lot of things. You know, they, they need they, they need less practice than others might need. Right. They're just good at it, and that's even varies among among litters, but. 
he was bred by a breeder down near Atlanta, Vom Mountain Creek, kind of Mike Schlappa. He breeds Deutschstrath Harz and Rahar Teckels. So Rahar Teckel means roughed hair. Okay. Teckel, so wire-haired Teckel in German. And so he's right a third in Germany, and um, that's where his father still is. His mother's here. So Cool. So speaking of training, tell us about some of the stuff that he's gone through, some of the things you have to do. And you said he was a level two? or Yeah, uh, so he's he was UBT cert two certified this past season. So United Blood Trackers has, has different events around the country. They have a bit, one big kind of – yearly event called track fest and people can bring their dogs and have it tested by judges and so a lot of the testing standards uh for united blood trackers were built around the deutsch tuckle club and other european standards so ubt2 for instance is an a track aged 20 hours um it has they do two artificial wound beds and two 90 degree turns somewhere in a track of i think uh, over 900 yards or almost a mile so and then so they'll age it, they'll lay that track, and they'll lay individual tracks for individual dogs registered to test, and mm. then they'll go out with two judges and do the do the recovery test, and then he'll, then he's passed it. So, mm. um, so that was he did that at, at just around two years of age. You know, as a puppy with him, it was tackles you, you know breeders that are experienced with them. Well, they'll start imprinting deer hooves in their whelping pen, and they're very very young. Huh. So they'll, they'll imprint really young on on deer scent and hooves in particular. And then, you know, I, as he was a puppy growing up, I would take him out and um, on my personal hunts his first season, uh, if when I was hunting, you know, if I shot a deer and knew it fell, I just wouldn't go get it. I'd call that a, yeah, it's a practice track. Right? Yeah, so uh-huh. so it's, uh, I do training tracks and that might be maybe I have a hoof in the freezer. Um, you know, now when I, when I recover a deer, you know, I keep, I keep lung, I keep liver, I keep trachea, I keep a lot of different parts that maybe wouldn't normally keep. Um, and then I use it for training. So you can do liver drags. You can take a piece of liver and put line through it and drag that through grass and make some turns, different things. I'd, I'd use all kinds of things. I was using rabbit hide. I was used a pheasant skin. I used for tying flies. I used um, just a lot of things in print scent, but a deer hoof. Um, and then, you know, let it age for six hours, let it age overnight, and then bring them out and let them, let them find it. Huh. And they just get excited, and they, and they learn, oh, so this is time to work. This is what I do. And... And so then that's a training track to me, kind of like, you know, if you're an athlete, if you're training, you're in the gym, right? You're just, yeah. It's off. It's just, you're not actually doing anything. You're just getting strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a practice track to me is like, you know, I'm now a football player. I got the pads on. I'm, I'm hitting, I'm tackling, <laughs> yeah. you know? So if I'm out, if I'm out hunting and I'd shoot something, you know, I just, and even if I knew or didn't know where it fell, I would just mark the hit site, go home, get him, and then let him go find it. Um, and then last season was the first season we started taking calls for strangers. Um, and uh, his first – it was really cool. His first track was actually I – was, I was one of the guys at the TWRA SCI hunt down in, near the Volkswagen uh-huh. property in, oh, yeah, in chat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was down there. I was like, yeah, I'll bring Jaeger, you know, and if any of the, if any of the vets lose, lose a deer. And, and, and kudos to TWRA for putting on events like that in the state. Really, really, really cool. Um, there's all kind of opportunities for those guys. And uh, – so my, my hunter, Juan, um, he, his second deer, he shot a buck, and I, I just thought it was hit a little funny. I didn't like the way it ran, so uh, I, I marked the – when I, I did find blood, I found one drop. I was like, well, you know what? I was like, Jaeger's back at the hotel with my wife. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. we got hours. Let's, let's just wait. 
and it's going to start raining around 1. It's only 9 in the morning. Let's just wait till about noon and come back. Um, and at the time, Officer Pike, so the, 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 the TWA agents were running all of us in and out of the stands right. down uh-huh. there. And so Officer Pike joined us, and sure enough, uh, we needed him to help recover that deer. Cool. So That's awesome. It was successful. Yeah. Yeah. All and right. so Happy Hunter they took the deer home. And, uh, <laughs> so it was good. He did, a, he did a good job. How long was that track? That track was only, uh, you know, a few hundred yards, but the, the what was great about that whole trip was, again, it was I had just put my name out publicly on uh-huh. the, the United Blood Tracker site, and I got a call from a young hunter down near Cleveland, and he said, "Hey, you know, I found your name and information online. Do you have a dog? I shot, you know, I shot and lost a deer." And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "You know, where are you?" I was like, "Fortunately, I had gathered up. I have a lot of friends in the industry, so Leupold had sent me some stuff for the guys. Revision Outdoor had sent me some glasses for all the guys. I was like, you know what? We have this cookout." And I was like, I'd love to come help you, but I have to be at this site, you know, by this evening for the, the, the pre-cookout. And I was like, well, where are you? And when he told me, I was like, man, you're like a half an hour yeah, from where I right need to there. be. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I was like, let me see if I can go drop all these things off early, break off, come try to help you find your deer. Uh-huh. And then I'll just, and I'll go back and be back in time for the cookout at the yeah. end. And, um. So I did. I got down there, um, met with the guys hosting that, and then we took off and got to the hit site. And the young man um, had shot a, a he told me he shot the deer the night before with his crossbow. So he shot it. Him and his father, um, they saw it, you know, run into a wood line, cross the field, run into a wood line. Him and his father looked for it, bumped it, lost it. Um, it rained heavy overnight. And then mm. they went back the next morning and looked for it, couldn't find it, mm, wow. and found us. And I was like, okay, you know, this could be a hard track. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty, it's, it's approaching 24 hours old right, after yeah. a big rainstorm. Right. Um, and people don't realize, you know, a lot of those things, it's okay for these guys. Um, even if the blood gets washed away, the scent is there. You know, a human can't see it. They can still smell it. Uh-huh. Um, and sure enough, we, you know, in tracking is very much a team thing. Every one of the tracks has taught me something. So we... We took off, and sure enough, you know, he went into the wood line where he saw the deer going into the wood line, and he started pulling one direction, and they're like, no, no, he was over here bedded. And I said, okay, so I pulled him off where he wanted to go and took him over, and he kind of lost interest. And I was like, you know what, he was he was saying pretty hard, let's go this way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we, we took back took the line back up he wanted, and again, a, couple, a few hundred yards of no sign whatsoever. And I was starting to doubt him, and I was, you know, okay, you know, he's just on a, we were on a deer trail. I'm like, we're just on some different deer at this Uh point. And I actually got my phone out to look at the satellite. I'm starting to see a home in the distance, and I was like, you know, maybe this deer went in home's backyard, and they found it, or, you know, who knows. So the act of me taking my GPS out to look, there was a white rock near my foot, about this big, and it had three drops of blood on it. And I hadn't (laughs) seen blood hundreds of yards. Oh, wow. And I was like, Okay, so he is still on He's this on deer. Yeah. Um, so we continued down a ways again, and he lost interest. And I was like, you know what? Let's let's go back to that last known site and kind of study that a little bit. You know, and you always hear those myths. Uh, not, they're not always myths, but you always tend to hear, oh, if you shoot a deer, you know, he's going to run downhill. Mm-hmm. Go look at water. Um, not always true, <laughs> and that's one thing a dog will always, you know, show you. Mm-hmm. So we go back and look at the at the blood at the rock, and I could see that the, the fingers from the splatter they weren't pointing in our direction of travel at all. They were actually pointing back up oh, the steep face. Okay. So sure enough, I set them back down, reset them, and he just took off. And I'm on my hands and knees under brush. We're crawling up this face, <laughs> um, and it, it capped out 
on this. It was like the Briar Fields of all Briar Fields. I mean, it was, I'm talking trophy, <laughs> 160 class Briars here. I mean, they were, you know, these Briars as big around as my thumb, 12 feet in the air. Oh, wow. And I was literally trying to undo myself, you know, see where he was. And I heard the, the gentleman's father say he found it and looked over wow. and there the buck was 20 all yards right. into that stuff laying. Hmm. And, um, and that's when I was like, you know what? Yahtzee, you know, yeah. you got it. I was like, I'm not doubting you ever again. And I think what that buck had done was actually done a loop, and we kept trying to pull him off, thinking, oh, here's the trail, you know, we'll walk it. And then he was telling me where he, to go. He knew where and, it was. And that, you know, that myth of they run downhill, you know, that, that buck went straight up, but he went up to an obvious bedding area. You yeah. know, he was wounded, but he went to where he felt comfortable. And so that often can can be more important than what the terrain really is. Hey, uh, speaking of soldier hunts. Can uh, just tell us a little bit about your connection to the to the military in your sure. So I, so I grew up as an army dependent. Actually, my father's a retired colonel, so uh-huh. I lived all over, moved all over the world. We lived in Germany for a while, um, and uh, so I went to school at Clemson and was got involved in, in paddling there at a at high level, professional level, and and moved to Vermont right after Clemson and worked in the aerospace and defense industry up there for many years. So I worked with uh, Goodrich, which became United Technologies, and then General Dynamics. Hmm. Um, they have a big office in Burlington, and um, spent a lot of years, and a lot of those guys that knew the system, one of the, the products that we fielded was called the Chameleon System. It was a, a counter IED system, a jamming system for our guys over in the desert. Neat. And... Um, so that as those projects were kind of wrapping up, I was always still active in the outdoors. I was still hunting and I was fishing. I was, pad- I was traveling the, the, the world, still paddling when I could. And I had a break coming up about, uh, you know, took, it was going to take three months off in between projects. And, and Eric asked me, Eric Jackson, who started Jackson Cack, asked me to come manage product development here. So I made that transition. Awesome. Um, thought I'd give it a shot. I was like, the cubicles are always going to be there, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know how, how Let's often. Let's try something new. Yeah, yeah. so. I uh, worked remotely, and then we moved down here um, in 2014. Oh, yeah, uh, we, uh, we live down near Fall Creek Falls State Park, which is a beautiful park. Welcome to Tennessee. Yeah, and um, so, you know, as an Army brat, I've been all over. A lot of my family is from South Carolina, so now we're kind of closer. My folks are in Savannah, Georgia. And your allegiance to Orange is, is good either way. You know, well, I'm, I, orange is good. I, I'm in a state that likes Orange, and that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing I wanted to hit on was, Jaeger, what's his reward for finding the deer oh yeah that's yeah so I, I just try to give him a lot of praise okay um he's kind of funny he's he's not he's never been a like a treat oriented dog he kind of ignores them uh-huh. and the only thing he really responds to honestly is raw game meat <laughs> he'll do whatever <laughs> i want him if i if i'm if i'm making dinner i take a back strap out or i take uh-huh. whatever cut or even hamburger i follow him to sit stay yeah he'll do it for raw meat um but he's he's an independent dog, uh, and and that's good. And he's a high drive dog, so I, I saw I you just a that. minute ago pick up a treat and put it on the table here in front of him, and he yeah. kind of looked at it a couple times. Then he went ahead and right. you know right. and uh, ate it. But that's one of the things like I do now. I like the the organs that I keep. You know, I'll take the hearts and I'll cut them up and and. I'll cut, make them and bake them in the dog treats, uh-huh. um, so that when I'm training them, he's something that really motivates oh, me. He good. knows what it is. Trach- I've seen him trick you as the same way. Get excited in some of the videos where he, he, y'all found the deer and he's just wallering around having a good time. Like, yep, he gets know, to it and he'll, he'll dig it out, roll on his back sometimes. <laughs> and that was a funny. There's a funny clip when he was a puppy. We took him took him to Wyoming and again it was all practice tracks there. Um, and 
antelope have give off a certain musk to him, and he would just love that. He was rolling around in it. And, um, <laughs> the, the, deer, the deer he finds now, if you watch some of his videos, are on YouTube. There's a, a few buck recoveries, a doe recovery, and a wild hog recovery here in Tennessee. And he kind of, you know, he, he's really fired up mm-hmm. on the track, and you'll see him like when he's on a hot scent, he he kind of loses it. Yeah. Um, and uh, but then you, he finds it, he just kind of chills out and lays down. He's like, well, what's next? Where are we going? Like, what are we gonna we'll find now? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, tell us uh, one other thing. I'm, I'm all this gear on your kennel here. Let's talk about some of the gear it takes to get him through the woods, in the woods, and and and, uh, and sure. Also, how to see some of the his work on on YouTube and stuff like that. Sure. So you know when he's when we track, we've already talked about having the lead. Um, you'll see it on some of his videos. He's wearing these these are Rex Specs goggles. Um, and those briar you, patches. I'm sure. Oh man. Yeah, you can the see the scratches on those. So he actually. Got a couple eye scratches uh-huh. on tracks, and I was started looking around for some eye protection because uh-huh. he kind of gets some reckless abandon and just kind of charges. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll often he'll often put on put on goggles for his recoveries. Um, to, as I look at the terrain and see what it's like, usually he wears a harness. Here's his his Jaeger tracks game recovery. Oh yeah, um, harness. Wh- where can you find him on Instagram? So he's at Jaeger tracks. <laughs> there okay. he is at, at Jaeger, Jaeger tracks. tracks. Cool. Um, that's his Instagram account, and that's just we kind of put stuff on there as it happens, and then the, the videos are on my personal YouTube page, just Damon Bungard. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, then on a let's, I always have a med kit. This is that I keep handy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has got stuff for me and for him. The main thing I'm worried about with them is just puncture wounds. Um, if the buck, if a buck is alive, they can often turn and try to gore a dog. Sure. Um, so one thing, him being on lead helps with that. But then just running through things and impaling on something that I didn't know was there in the ground. Yeah, you and never then know. He's he is always wearing a. Uh, a GPS collar, okay. and that's that's for two two reasons. One, just if something goes wrong, something breaks on his lead, something breaks on his harness, I can get him back because his his recall when he's on the track is not I'm gonna say stellar. So he makes me really nervous if we get tracking near roads or something where he could get loose. So right. I always have him on GPS in case something does happen there. Mm-hmm. But it's also really helpful for me to go back and study the path that the animal took and how much ground we covered. Mm-hmm. So I can then, after a track, go back and look and see how far we walked, if he did correction loops. They'll often, sometimes they'll break off, and and they'll, they'll run a correction loop of, of their own, and they'll go off, and they'll come right back where they were and keep going as they're exploring. So, And a lot of that's been me learning that with him, learning mm-hmm. to read the dog. Um, I'm definitely the weak link in the, uh, <laughs> in the tracking team. Um, <laughs> it was funny at the, when the judges... The, at the UBT trials, they were like, they're like, yeah, you just need to, you know, just need to get rid of that dog. He doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. And, and they were like, you know, you were, there were a couple times that we didn't know if you were going to let him pass the test. So I was, they were like, that dog was so good, I was going to take the lead from you. So <laughs> it was, uh, it's, so I'm still, I'm still doing a lot of learning, and that's the fun part. But there's, there's a lot of learning to read the dog's language, how excited their wag is, how, what their body language is like. Mm, um, yeah. And then, you know, if you do have, have to do a reset, um, you know, when to, to make that call uh, and all of those factors, it's just tracking has become like a, it's like hunting mixed with a really awesome game of Clue. Yeah. So, uh-huh. um, that's so yeah, cool. that's some, some of the gear. And I always, you know, I always have water for him. Um, people don't realize overheated dogs, how much their scenting capacity goes down. Hmm. So when they're really panting and stuff, they can't scent very good. Hmm. So you want to control a dog's pace. Um, try to get keep him hydrated and see, keep him so that that nose of his can do its job. Right. Well, I know it's been a short time, but how many has he recovered in a year? So last year we did ten. Okay. Yeah, and and that's was that know, ten for ten? He was. Let's see. There was. He was. I think 
seven for ten. Okay. And the ones that we didn't find, like one of the property, one of the recoveries, uh, we we called it at a property line, and mm. the guy, the the hunter called me my two three days later and said, hey, I, I talked to the property owner, saw buzz, he saw buzzards. I went over there, and the deer was laying where Jaeger said it was. Uh, so we just called it, you know, at the line. Count that one for Jaeger anyway. I consider that a find. Yeah, you know? yeah uh, definitely. Another one, uh, the hunter called and said, hey, I got it on camera. Three weeks later, it's still alive. So then that happens. You know, the, the fact is you, you don't call out the dog on the easy recoveries. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't – there's a lot of animals that the dog gets called on that's just still walking around. They sure. survived the hit. <laughs> um, so – but that's good. You know, ultimately, I think – putting in the effort you know and taking an animal's life it's it's a serious thing so Mm -hmm. putting in the effort and using the the resources available to you to recover it sure it's good um and you know finding those resources you can you can go to unitedbloodtrackers.com or .org and there's a find a tracker function right there so if you live there anywhere in tennessee or in the country you can you can go and and click on that put in your zip code and there's there'll be a list of trackers in your area that'll come up and then you can give them a call and see if they're available to come out. And what and a great resource, it. really. And then there, you yeah. said there's a Facebook group here in Tennessee that you There is. There's also Tennessee Blood Trailing Network. On It's a Facebook group, very well communicated. You know, a lot of times, uh, myself, I may be on a hunt or I may, may be traveling um, out of the state. Um, you know, Jaegers, we're heading to a hunt in, elk hunt in Colorado, for instance, you know, in September. And then we're going to be hunting in Texas in, uh, in November. So somebody calls me, you know, November's a busy time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're at a lot of, lot of deer getting shot. Right. And, uh you can just go on there, and a lot of times I'll just get somebody's information. I'll say, oh, I'm not available, but this person is. Or, you know, you can go in there and say, hey, I have this person, this county, here's their phone number, reach out. And so United Blood Trackers did a, at the end of the season, did a poll of trackers around the country, and all the species recovered through the season. And I think at last count, it was approaching 5,000 recoveries. Wow. So when you just think about the, 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 that amount of meat mm-hmm. alone, yeah, and you know, not everything that's recovered is maybe coyotes got to it first, or maybe it's it's lost, but still, for the most part, it's it's saved meat. Sure. Right. Um, so you just think about five, and those are those that's everything from moose to bear to deer uh, mm-hmm. to, to elk. I mean, that was all species, mm-hmm. um, and so it's pretty impressive as, yeah. as a resource. And you know, the Europeans have known that for a long time. Um, so. You know, changing the laws and working with state regulators on how to make it an effective tool and resource for hunters. Right. Well, you are a hunter, and tell us about the BHA. We've had a couple of members on, and and you're part of the BHA. And talk about some of your public land hunting experiences in Tennessee. We got a couple minutes left. Sure. So, you know, uh, I. Been fortunate to, to hunt my whole life and travel, and um, I hunt a lot of public land. You know, where where when I moved here. Tennessee, I started looking at Tennessee options for public land hunting, and so Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is is a national group really focused on on conservation of public land resources and how to use them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, TDR's website, all the pub, the WMAs you can, you can access. Right. You know, some are lottery, some are open, and those are great resources. You know, up around me, there's four or five. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's it's to me that's a great resource to have. I commend the Tennessee Wildlife for trying to manage those and getting getting people access, you know whether it's like the lottery hunt and or different zones like Hiawassee. We did the kayak mm-hmm. hunt, Hiawassee on yeah. film, Jackson kayak, and then 
Um, other just open zones that happen on a limited basis. You know, Fall Creek Falls has their their archery hunt on a yeah. very limited you know week, and then but other zones are open all, all the time. Yeah. So it's just a great resource and one that I like exploring. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you, Damon. We appreciate Jaeger for being on with us and being such a good boy, although he wanted to play some music in the middle of the show there. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, appreciate you letting us come out and tour the facility and be a part of this and learn more about what you guys yeah, do. Yeah, appreciate and, it. And keep uh, spreading the good word about all the public resources we have here in Tennessee. Yeah. On yeah. Our, on Both in the woods and on the water. We appreciate you doing that. Definitely, definitely. And uh, come by and check out the place. It's got some great, they got some great products. And, Tuesdays uh, and Thursdays. Yeah. Public yeah. tours. Call and line one up. Yeah, Jaeger probably won't be here. Yeah. He might. You don't. You never know. Well, I normally would plug our social media, but today I'm going to plug Jaeger, at Jaeger Tracks yeah. on Instagram, so go check him out. But don't forget about us out there. We're out there everywhere. TNWildlife.org is a great place to find all the information we provide. So uh, we thank you all for tuning in. We'll thank Jaeger and Damon for being with us, and we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.